steps into it. Pass is caught. Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Back to the Unbelievable Podcast. I am BJ Rydell, back here with my guy, Drew Maholt. And today, we're getting you guys prepped for the NFL Draft coming later on this week with another mock draft. Um, I'm sure you probably haven't seen enough mock drafts already, um, and that's why we're doing this, is to make sure that you, you know, have get your entire fill of mock drafts for this yeah. year. You can't so, find them anywhere on Twitter, anywhere online. There's nowhere to find a mock draft. So we're going to give you another one. Exactly, exactly. So if you listen to the previous show, uh, we did our first mock draft. Uh, what we're trying to do here is just obviously just one-up ourselves in the last one. Try to do a little bit better. Try to make it a little bit more um, favorable given the Viking circumstances. Um, so you guys know what we're after. You know what we're looking for. Um, however, we would like to do a quick discussion here on – uh, what we can do better and the ways that we're kind of taking a different approach this time based off the results we got last time. So, Drew, why don't you quick go over what we did last time in brief and then we'll uh, we'll get into that discussion. Yeah, so last time um, I think, you know, we, we got a lot of the guys that we wanted to get, right? right. Um, Denzel Mims, that receiver, was the first uh, pick the Vikings made in our mock draft at 25 overall. Um, we traded down from 22 with Kansas City to get the 32nd pick. Um, we got Jeff Gladney out of that. Mm-hmm. So we addressed mm-hmm. receiver and corner right away. We actually addressed corner again in the second round, 58 overall, Damon Arnett from Ohio State. And then we had to pick five picks later. This is kind of where we thought we maybe made a mistake. Um, so at 58, Isaiah Wilson was on the board, the tackle. Right. And um, instead of, you know, we figured, okay, five picks later, he might be on the board. Otherwise, our backup option there is Tyler Biedish, guard from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilson was gone. Um, five picks later at 63, which is one of the picks, another pick we got in that trade with Kansas City. Um, so we took B a dish, and then we did not address tackle the rest of the draft. Um, so we had a gap there between six, 63 and 105, where in hindsight, uh, for those in between that gap, probably should trade it up, try to get a pick in that 80 to 90 sure. range to grab a tackle. It did not. So the rest of the draft, Jabari Zuniga, an edge, uh, Leona, Florida. Richard Lawrence, defensive lineman from LSU, I believe. Mm-hmm. Alohi Gilman, safety from Notre Dame. Shaq Quarterman, linebacker. Josh Kelly at running back. Lamar Jackson at corner. Kelly Bryant, quarterback. And Michael Donna, uh, an edge rusher. So, um, no, we address. I mean, that's that's three cornerbacks that are drafted, right? Uh, and no offensive tackles. So that's kind of the big uh, glaring mistake, I think, on our pass draft. But I do like the players that we did find or get ourselves uh, to, to be added to the Vikings roster with that mock draft there. So, um, you know, I think the big one here is just not to avoid tackle uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, maybe replace one of those three corners with a tackle to balance things out a little bit. But again, I, I think going receiver and corner, those are definitely going to be the top two needs and probably should be right. the first two that are, that we, you know, go after. Um, otherwise, if there's a tackle that falls, if there's a, a uh, I guess that's probably the one position that, you know, if there's a tackle that falls, 
225 that maybe you shouldn't. That's maybe you got to capitalize on that. But um, similar strategy here, I would not imagine. I think we agree that it seems likely that the Vikings will trade down at least one of those two first round mm-hmm. picks, trade down into the second round or the end of the first, mm-hmm. and uh, gather some more picks in the mid rounds. So we'll probably try to do something similar in our mock draft. Yeah, you know, just to kind of go off what you said, um, I, I think we did a lot of things right with our last mock draft. Like, there's a lot of carryover, you know, like Drew said, getting the, the, the high positional value at positions of need, uh, that was huge. And taking care of that immediately and being able to kind of um, have a little, little, uh, little more finesse as we moved on throughout the draft. So that part is good. Um, the, the glaring thing is just offensive linemen for me. I mean, I didn't, I don't see anything else in that, mock draft last week that I'm not thrilled about and honestly if you flipped a tackle for one other pick maybe uh, I think that draft would have been you know very ha- I would have been very satisfied with that as a Vikings fan um, if that you know became um, a reality so overall here just the, the like same strategy basically as last time I assume for the most part um, and then barring a you know barring a few changes to our strategy regarding acquiring more offensive linemen and really the strategy itself doesn't change much. It's just a matter of we need more of those in bulk. Um, And I think that's apparent to everyone in Minnesota, despite um, how regularly Rick Spielman seems to agree with our style last week in drafting only one offensive lineman. So, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's jump in here. Let's just get right to it. Um, This is probably going to end up being a rather short episode just because this is our only thing on tap today. So let's, uh, let's do this mock draft and see if we can improve on our first one. Perfect. So, um, for those of you who listened last week, I made the mistake of doing a one-round mock draft to begin with and then a seven-rounder. So I have it at seven rounds. Um, last time we did 25% of the board is kind of factored in with PFF rankings and 75% public. This time we're going to go 50 and 50, so 50% PFF, 50% public. Um, we're going to have teams draft for needs and draft for positional value. Uh, and then we're also going to increase the randomness scale. Last time we did kind of the middle of the road random scale. This was going to be a little bit more random just to see if anything, uh, I guess, random would pop up. Um, and we'll have to maybe adapt on the fly. So um, starting the mock here, again, double checking seven rounds. It appears as if I have that correct. All right. All right. So do we want to make a trade? No trade right away. We're gonna me. we're gonna we're gonna we're not gonna trade up, right? We're going to continue as so far with twenty two and twenty five. Now again, usually when you get to that pick um, on the PFF mock simulator, anyway, um, then it gives you the option to trade down when that pick is made. So, mm-hmm. all right, mock draft has started. Burrow goes first. Tua goes five to Miami. Ceedee Lamb six to the Chargers. Henry Rugg seven to Carolina. It's interesting. Ooh, that would be fun. Um, we have C.J. Henderson off the board, 11 to the Jets. Jerry Judy to the Browns, 10th. That could be really fun for, for Cleveland there. If Odell Beckham gets traded to Minnesota, right? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe we should touch on that a little bit. Uh, I don't know how real, relevant those I don't rumors are. Don't. but Okay, Vikings on the clock. Josh Jones, by the way, tackle Houston, picked two picks before Minnesota here, 20th overall to Jacksonville. Uh, so looking at just the, the big board here of best players available, Justin Herbert, QB Oregon, has not been selected yet. Uh, Grant Delpit, AJ Epineza, Justin Jefferson was a guy I think we considered last time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mackie Betton tackle Louisville. I think that's is that how you say his name. I don't even yeah. know how you say his name. Becton, yeah. Becton. Uh, Jalen Rager, A.J. Terrell, Terrell, cornerback Clemson. Jalen Johnson, another guy that seems that the Vikings seem to be interested in, as is Jeff Gladney, also available. Uh, but I got to say, Becton seems to be the, the tackle that maybe fell here that maybe would not uh, or hasn't in uh, in other simulations I've seen that Vikings might want to take advantage of here. That's uh, So that just that makes it interesting. The only thing that I would say is that you've also got A.J. Terrell there as well. And I think that's a name that's been connected a lot to the Vikings. It I don't, has. I don't see that as – I don't know if I don't know if I love the value here at 22. Vikings do pick in three picks. Keep they that in mind. They do pick in three picks. So the thing is here is by drafting an offensive tackle at 22, we erase a huge need, first of all, but a different type of need. And we have to – we're going to have to dramatically adjust our strategy from last time because yeah, – yeah, Yeah, for sure. I mean, we didn't draft a tackle last time. So that changes everything already. Right. Um, but I think the value is good here. I mean, this is a position of need for the Vikings. Um, it's arguably the second most important position in the NFL. Third, if you consider, you know, edge Depends on your quarterback. If you get a yeah. mobile quarterback, not as important. But if you have someone like, oh, Kirk Cousins, yeah. <laughs> does around a lot, tackle becomes very important. Absolutely. And I think the fact that you do get to draft in three more picks just makes you that much more confident in the fact that you're just you're getting that fortifying piece now and you can get your flash pick three picks later. And Which, so I will say the cornerbacks that the Vikings have been linked to the most, at least from what I've seen, right. Terrell, jo- Jalen Johnson, Jeff Gladney, they're all there mm-hmm. on the board still. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so important. you're probably going to get one of those guys available, and it, there's a chance that all three of them are available at 25 still. I think you got to um, make this pick here. I think you got to go with the offensive tackle. I think I think you do too. I haven't seen many simulations where Becton has fall has fallen this far. And Although so. I do think in reality here, this is just something that a system just straight up cannot do. I think in reality, if Becton was there at 22 in real life, I think the Vikings would have a very, very good trade offer on the table. That's so, true. That's true. The reason why now, is because he's a good player well, and maybe the Vikings need him. Let's just discuss trades. So, I mean, looking at the teams that are willing to trade up to this spot, there is a lot. So, I mean, in, in theory that, uh, you know, you might be right about that. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams that are willing to trade for the Vikings pick here. And the closest one to the 22nd pick is the Saints at 24. So trade down two spots. Now that probably means uh, obviously this in theory, if you're going to trade away from a spot, it probably means they're going to go up. The Saints aren't going to tackle here. Yeah. Um, that they want to develop. I think we got to take the guy because I don't want to make. The, I'm not. I don't want to make this mistake again with a good offensive <laughs> just tackle. Made on the this board. mistake last time. Right. Don't want I, the same thing. I don't want right. to mess around. I don't want to do it. Just give me the offensive tackle. Let's get that piece. Let's kick right. Reef inside and let's keep Ryan O'Neill where he's comfortable. And all of a sudden, I think you can okay. be happy about what the Vikings' okay. offensive line looks like. We selected Becton. Nice. Twenty-three was ooh interesting. Justin Herbert to the Patriots at twenty-third. I like overall. that. I like that in real life. That should happen. I know. I know. <laughs> and then uh, the Saints took Rager at twenty-four, and so now Vikings up at twenty-five again. So I like I said before, all three of those corners are available. I would check trades. That's the first thing I'm doing. Here. So yeah, that's I think so too. Now the top. Well, there's one team that is interested in trading uh, with the Vikings. It is the Chargers, and their next pick is thirty-seventh overall yeah, so no no i can't no, do i don't it. like I need, that i don't like that yeah. i don't either i need to get one of these guys here um so 
Justin Jefferson is still on the board. Yes. Justin Jefferson uh, is still on the board. Mims now, is... one option that you, you know, you probably should consider here is trading, you know, making a pick here and then trading up. That's what I was, yeah. Right, into right. the second, earlier second round to grab a corner. One or of those back three guys. Or the first. Or in back and end of the first. Yeah. So, Which okay, is, I'm... the Vikings have done that before. Right. Right. Uh, okay. I think this is down to cornerbacks here. I think the wide receiver pick is the most is the easiest pick to get back in for. Okay. I think it can that, drop receivers available that are on, on this list here. You have Justin Jefferson. You have T. Higgins. You have Brandon Ayuk. Yep. You have KJ Hamler is the next one on this on this big board here. So we basically have th- I guess we I guess we really have three guys apiece that I like at each position. Um. That's just personal preference, straight yeah. up. Okay, so, yeah, um, so I'm, I'm guessing Jefferson, Higgins, Ayuk, and then Terrell, Johnson, Gladney. Right, for corners. exactly. So you got six guys there that you would pick at this spot, but the fact that there's six available right. um, suggests, hey, maybe you want to think about trading down or at least making right. a pick and then getting back up into the end of the first, potentially. Right. Um, okay, so based off the simulations we have run, we know that Jefferson tends to slip to around the 27 to 32 range. We know that Gladney will be there in that 29 to 32 range. That doesn't help us narrow down which position to take. Um, I think that the three corners on that board there are more likely to pan out as a star than the three wide receivers that we have listed. Okay, so what you're saying is you want to make sure you lock down a corner right now. Yes. Okay. I would go corner, and also wide receiver, and just like, I I know someone's screaming this right now, the wide receiver class is also considerably deeper. Yes, that's true. 20 wide receiver class, so. Okay, so now we've narrowed it down to corner. A.J. Terrell, Jalen Johnson, Jeff Gladney. So this is... Of those three, who do you like the most? This is, it comes down to Terrell and Gladney for me. Okay. Uh, I don't have a problem agree, with actually. Johnson, but those are the two I just I, I may, and may, honestly it might just be information wise like I just know more about those two guys. I love Clemson corners. Um, the McK- Mackenzie Alexander did not pan out, I guess, super well, not mm-hmm. poorly either. Um, but in general, I like I like the the way that they kind of breed that position group there. TCU, on the other hand, I'm speaking schools. I'm trying to narrow this down with just the. You know, the pieces of information that we can pick apart with right. these guys because they're both going to fit the scheme, right? There's no eliminate. There's, that's not going to eliminate either one of these players. The Vikings have met with both of them, so in reality, this is a situation they might actually run into. And I think that the more pro-ready player, based off of his program, is probably Terrell. But it, this is not to say that Gladney yeah. isn't pro-ready either. It so, just comes from TCU. Last which time is we different. did this a lot. We deferred to Jordan Reed's big board, right? Right. Did that quite a bit. Um, For reference, Gladney is 24 on Jordan Reed's big board. AJ Terrell is 45 in terms of overall player ranking. uh, With Gladney at the third ranked cornerback, then Terrell at six. Yeah. Just for reference. I, and now, that, I'm not saying we have to go that route or have to do this, whatever. So um, I'm fine. The thing about that dif- excuse me, that differentiator right there is that the Jordan Reed differentiator includes like a million differentiators. So I tend to true. lean with the fact that, you know, if he believes that Gladney is stone cold the better corner of the two players there, I would probably take him. Now, at the same time, as I'm looking at this board – Justin Jefferson is his wide receiver four and ranked number 18 overall. 
So are we are we doing too much with positional value here? Are we trying too hard to get this guy? Because there, I mean, there are other good cornerbacks too. Like, this isn't a position that's as deep as this wide receiver class. But I, this is this is a tough situation because I feel like you can't really go wrong, but at the same time, you can go wrong no matter what. And I think the safest thing for us to do. I know I've gone a lot of different directions during this monologue here, but I think the safest thing to do is to take Jeff Gladney. Okay. I like that. We did that last time. We were confident in that pick right. at 32 overall. Um, I don't I hate think it I, at 25 either. I don't hate it at 25 either. Now, I'm going to have to make sure I'm on my toes here. I'm going to draft, and then I'm going to try and pause the draft at the end of the first round, make sure we can slide up, and then see what our options are to trade up and get Jefferson or – Ayuk uh, or some receiver, one of those three receivers that we talked about. So, Gladney at 25. I would hit pause right now. I would like try to get to like 27. We got at 30. So, who's came off the board? With that being said, Justin Jefferson is still on the board. That's who I want. Okay, let's do it. So we're at 30 overall right now. T. Higgins is gone. Uh, but Justin, as far as I'm aware, yeah, Jeff- Justin Jefferson is still on the board. This is the by the way, Green Bay's pick. So I don't know how realistic it would be to trade with your <laughs> divisional rival, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, so let's make an offer for the 30th overall selection. Right? So we have to get rid of our second and probably like our fourth at the minimum, I feel like. We could also give up future picks if you want to go that route. But we are willing to give up 58. Yep. Probably 105 too. We'll start with that. That's fine. Okay, so... Right now, the trade is 30th overall for 58 and 105. Mm-hmm. We'll start with that. And has been accepted. Okay. All right. So we're moving up to number 30 with the Green Bay Packers. All right. <laughs> Seems realistic, right? All right. Justin Jefferson is the pick. That's the top player on this board. Good. That's what we want. That's, All right. We're gonna that's go a Justin perfect Jefferson. first round. If you're a Vikings fan, that's a perfect first round. You can't do, you, you can't do better than that. All right, so now the Vikings don't pick for, I mean, a while, right? Right. So we're seeing players fly off the board here. Uh, let's see. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to pause it quick just so we can come in. So it's 89, I believe, is the next pick, right? Okay. I've paused at 62. In the, Do you want to trade up back into the end of the second round here? Or, so or is that... we have – what do we have right now? We've got a third-round pick, right? Yeah. 89 is the third-round third pick, 89. Okay, and then we don't draft again until the fifth, but we have two fifth round picks, correct? Yeah. Okay. At least so. Okay, I would I would say don't, probably have that up. I would say don't trade up. Okay. And I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna trading make down I... with the next pick, barring a player that we want. Okay, trade down then. Uh, I'm with thinking 89. yeah. This seems like the right, right move. I'm gonna just. I'm just pulling up a list of the actual picks the Vikings have so I don't lose track. Because <laughs> it doesn't list it on PFF here. Um, okay. So I'm going to continue the draft. Right now I pause it at 62. I'm just going to review here what has taken place. Ezra Cleveland, a tackle that has mm-hmm. been kind of popular, went 45th overall to Tampa Bay. Okay. Antoine Winfield went to Miami, 39th overall. Um. Looks like the first running back off the board was DeAndre Swift to the Detroit Lions, 35 overall. I don't hate that. Um, 
Uter, ooh, yeah, Gross Matos mm-hmm. fell to 58 overall uh, to Green to Green Bay uh, of all teams there. So that's our pick. They took our pick. And they yeah, did, so they yeah, took... that's true. That is that is. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Okay. So we had to wait a while. That's what happened there. Yeah. So we're, we've waited a while. I still have a pause. I'm going to resume it here and then go to 89 and we'll see what happens. All right. Selfishly, I know we are. I know we are drafted tackle. I'm selfishly hoping Barch is available and we can draft two tackles. <laughs> Bia Dish just went 84th. Okay, that's somewhat disappointing. He the does have the medical history, though. I get Rams. it. Rams. All right, so we're up at 89. Top players on the board: Jake Fromm, Ooh, Tyler yep, Johnson. That's it. Lock it in. Lock it in. If you can get Jake Fromm in the third, yes, lock that in. Jake Fromm is on the board. Just wanted to note other players available: <laughs> Ben Barch. Isaiah Wilson, a lot of tackles here, um, the way this worked out. Uh, but you have Tyler Johnson as well from Minnesota. You have Cam Akers, running back from Florida State, probably not going to go that route. Um, the best guard available right now, Damian Lewis from LSU, or Robert Hunt from Louisiana. Okay. Uh, but I, it so sounds it's, it's, like... It's from Barch or Johnson, basically. Or did we look at the edge rushers at all? Are there... I mean, Edge rushers, Daryl Taylor from Tennessee. Because we don't dra- we don't have another pick until the fifth now. Yeah, so the pick next pick after this is one thirty two, and then one fifty five, two hundred one, two hundred five. So I mean, yeah, that's the risk. That's the thing with trading. You know, do, you, do we want to trade down here, get some of that capital back, or you can get your quarterback? Oh yeah, we could trade. The There's three guys right there though that I just named. So could... trade down options: Kansas City at ninety six overall. So that's seven picks. Okay. Seven picks down. Carolina at 113. What does Kansas City offer? Let's find out. Let's try to trade down with Kansas City. So this year we want to have 96 from them. And let's grab 138 as well Yeah. from them. And then we will give up number 89. Mm-hmm. And should we grab, throw them like 201 as well? Throw more. So we, yeah. Is that our seventh rounder? There's multiple seventh rounders. Yeah, I mean, we give have them, give them one of like our seventh rounders. Like you said, two hundred one, two hundred five, two nineteen, two forty nine, two fifty three. Like there's a lot of give them two nineteen. Okay, we'll try that. So right now the offer is eighty nine and two nineteen for ninety six and one thirty eight. Mm-hmm. I like that. The offer has been accepted, so the Vikings nice. move down from eighty nine to ninety six and then gain one thirty eight as well. Okay. So Ben Barch, Wilson off the board. Fromm was not taken. Yeah, give me still give on me the board. From. We're taking Fromm. Going to take Fromm. Okay, we're not so, even going to look at the other options, right? Not even looking. No, we have we have no. one thirty two, one thirty eight coming up. Yeah, I guess that's still in like thirty some picks, but yeah. Um, so here's the thought process here. You've already fortified the main pieces that you need to get. You needed to get an offensive tackle. You needed to get a wide receiver. You needed to get a cornerback. You got those three pieces in the first round. Now you get to have a little bit of fun. You can either add to that depth at corner. You can add to that depth at wide receiver. You can add to the offensive line depth, or you can go rogue. And I'm suggesting that we go rogue here because the two options are you can either go edge or quarterback. I'm more comfortable Here's I'm the thing. probably I know the way you more feel comfortable. About, yeah, I know the way you feel about Sean Mannion. Right. And it seems like, based on you know intel from, uh, I think you've seen guys like Dougie and some yes. of the insiders locally have suggested that the Vikings and Jake Fromm have had communication. And, uh, yes. you know, he's not, I think Fromm 
last couple of years maybe of his career not necessarily as impressive as maybe right the and promise showed right away but he has sort of a Kirk Cousins type skill set um so yeah I'm, I'm okay with taking from here and I, I let's go let's go with from let's do it I want to go rogue let's let's get go rogue all right from has been selected now the Vikings have to wait about 30 some picks or so here Tyler Johnson goes to the Giants 99 overall. Okay. Might look back and regret that one. Possible. Might. Might. Okay, so this is going to get interesting now to see what's left for, like, edge rushers and other right. positions like that. Okay, 132 overall. Best players available here. Uh, Antonio Gibson, running back, slash... Uh, skill, basically a skill position player of all kinds from Memphis, mm-hmm. can play receiver as well in the slot, what have you. And for any Jennings and Edge Alabama, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's an option. Ben Bredesen, a guard from Michigan. Shane Lemieux, a guard from Oregon. Uh, also, Bryson Hopkins, tight end from Purdue. And Licky Fotu, uh, interior defensive lineman uh, from Utah. Those None of kind these of guys top. are really jumping off the board to me. You also have not far down the list, Alohi Gilman, that safety from Notre Dame that we selected last time uh, right. as well. So, but as of now, it appears more and more as this kind of plays out that uh, Anthony Harris will be a Viking for this year and probably in the future once they get an extension figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I lean, I guess I lean the edge rusher, the kid from Alabama. Anthony Jennings. From yeah. Alabama, I don't, I don't have any confidence in that pick. I, I don't really, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about the guy other than I've seen him play. So, coming from coming from Alabama, coming from the SEC, um, those are things that you could be confident in just inherently. Um, you mm-hmm. know, the fact that he's co- coached by Nick Saban that doesn't hurt either. Um, you know, I, and the fact that I just, straight up I just don't love anyone else that's on the board right now. There's no one that's really popping off. The, is there any? Is there a running back? You know, mm-hmm. so we are only in the fourth round, right? Running back. I mean, Antonio Gibson, Memphis, and mm-hmm. then you got Kayshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt. You have moving even farther down. This is kind of going a ways down now. Yeah. You know, Benjamin, Arizona State, and again, the Vikings picking six more picks. So yeah, I would take Jennings. I suppose. Okay. Go Jennings. Give some depth to that edge rushing spot where the Vikings have lost Griffin and have lost Stephen Weatherly as well right we probably need another corner at some point so i think that should be our target here so at 138 ben brett is in the guard from michigan still there mm-hmm. you have antonio gibson from memphis again you have mctelvin ajim defensive lineman from arkansas where are we at at corner is there anyone there isn't really. Uh, there's a pretty big drop off here for corners. It's disappointing. <laughs> um, how about the offensive lineman, the, one, the Michigan kid? What'd you say his name was again? Ben Bredesen. I feel like okay, so I, we can at least get we can get a scouting report on this guy real quick, and we can try to figure out if if that fits, if that's a good fit. Um, Otherwise, uh, so here's okay. I, I keep saying Gibson because my my roommate a couple days ago said he watched his highlights and loved him, and it seems kind of like a like a Sproles type that can 
played running back, and that's his, like where you'll see him on the depth chart. But will you know is kind of a gadget guy can line up in the slot as well. Interesting from that perspective. Um, could be a little bit of a, a fun toy to play with for for Kubiak if he's that type of offensive coordinator, which I don't think he he might not be. But so Brett is in. 6'5", 315, 31 and 1 eighths arms, 10 and 1 eighths hands. He got a 5.99 grade from NFL.com. And for from Jordan Reed, he's the 123rd ranked overall prospect, interior offensive lineman number 8. As far as... His bio, I don't hate that. None of it sounds bad. Um... He's also a big Joe Thomas fan, apparently. Well, that doesn't suck. That doesn't Joe suck. Joe Thomas either. is a nice guy to emulate. Absolutely. Um, strengths: burly with broad shoulders, peppery pass punch. I love NFL words. Uh, <laughs> NFL.com scouting reports. <laughs> yeah, this is this is Lance Zierlein. Looks for work when he's uncovered. I love that. That's one of my favorite traits. Uh, weaknesses: athletic limitations. He's at guard. I'm okay with that. Um, effectiveness diminishes away from his phone booth. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's interesting, though, because so in the Vikings being in a zone right. scheme, right, it's going to take some movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and a true. big, like, he's a very tall, he's 6'5. That's a huge guard, or height wise, that for a guard, that's pretty tall. I'm, um, I, yeah, I'm leaning that he might not be a great fit. Yeah, just by based on based on that and the athleticism uh, doubts there, it doesn't seem like he'd fit well with the the zone running scheme in Minnesota. How about a wide receiver? What do we got wide left there? Wide receiver, top option: Isaiah Hodgins, Oregon State. We have Quintez Cephas from Wisconsin. Hmm. So we're not really getting much help there. You could either. also trade down if you really want to do that. We could trade down. Oh, no, you can't because nobody's interested in that pick, so we're not trading down. <laughs> okay. Um, give me the Michigan offensive lineman. I don't I don't think that there's a better option here. At least we get to build depth at the position. Sure. Okay. Not necessarily the best fit, but we have depth at offensive line. We do. We do get that. Now we need corner, probably right. need wide receiver. Well, so the next pick here is in 17 picks at 155. Lohi Gilman is still there for safeties. Um, cornerback from Iowa, Michael OJ Mudia. I can't be how you say that, but that's uh, the top cornerback available, according to our big board here. That's 50% PFF, 50% other public um, big boards. You also have Reggie Robinson, the second from Tulsa, as a cornerback that is available. And then another guy we drafted last time, Richard Lawrence, the interior D lineman. LSU. Mm-hmm. I know that we liked him as well last time. I don't so a couple, hate that a couple pick. Couple guys I remember from last from let's the do, last draft: Gilman do, and Robin or and uh, um, Lawrence. Lawrence. Let's yeah. do. I think we do Lawrence here. Um, add some depth to the interior that defensive needs, line that positions. Needs be, that needs to be fortified quite a yeah. bit too. I mean, there's, there's, there's weaknesses everywhere. Mm-hmm. I would go with that one. Yeah. Okay. So Lawrence. One five overall. Richard Lawrence. The Vikings don't pick now for almost 50 picks it's at 201 uh so this is going to be unless the vikings unless at this point we want to trade you know in Mm -hmm. 20-ish picks want to trade up we have 
Vikings have four picks in the 200s range. Want to trade up for see what's up there for a cornerback position. So we've made, what, five picks so far. We have our offensive tackle. We have our wide receiver. We have our corner. We got a new quarterback or, you know, a potentially a future quarterback. Um, and we got an edge rusher from Alabama. And guard. And then we, Michigan. Just, we got the guard from Michigan. And that's our six picks so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I, don't, I don't think we need to trade down for more picks. Um, okay. Or I wouldn't, if there's a name that jumps out at you, particularly at running back or edge rusher or potentially corner as well, I think those are the only reasons we'd move up. Um, you know, Benjamin is, I know, a guy you liked. Yeah. Um, he looks like he'll go relatively soon here. Um, he's probably 10 or 15 names down this big board. That's probably not worth trading up for, though. Um, are you letting it fly right now, or are you paused? Lamar Jackson's kind of a ways down. He might be able to get him at 201, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'll let, I'll let Lawrence fly here. Yep. By that, I mean I'm going to draft him. Mm-hmm. I like that move. That's good for us, too. Okay. So, we're watching names fall off the board here. I'm kind of waiting for Eno Benjamin to be selected. There's Gibson off the board, that running back from Memphis. We're at 187. I have not seen Eno Benjamin selected yet, actually. Shea Patterson and Josh Love were taken. Eno Benjamin now is on the board. It's 201 overall. Okay. I know that was a guy you liked. Is I that do, what you I wanted do to like do here? Him. I do like him as a player. Um, positional need, obviously, probably on the low end relative to the Vikings. Sure. Safety, corner, anyone at defensive backs out there? Defensive back. Safety, Cameron Curl from Arkansas. Okay. Uh, you got a, a few running backs down here, some interior defensive linemen, Carlos Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, Khalil Davis as well, a couple of Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, an edge rush from Syracuse, Alton Robinson. Seen him linked to the Vikings before. Also, Lamar Jackson, corner from Nebraska, is on the board as well. Uh, Vikings do pick in four picks as well after this. Okay. Um, I would take – this is this position where I would just start taking best player available. Yeah, um, and, you know, Benjamin is close to the best player available here. The On this on this big board, Jonathan Garvin, the edge from Miami, is technically the biggest. But then you have, you know, Benjamin. So. Let's, do, let's do that. Let's lock him in. Benjamin? Yeah, but I would – yeah, let's do that. All right, four picks later. At 205, Jonathan Garvin, edge from Miami, is the best player available still. Mm-hmm. Cam Brown, linebacker for Penn State. I like that pick. We're in, we're in special teams territory. We are in special teams territory now. That is correct. Um, Daryl Williams, a guard from Mississippi State. Although we kind of addressed guard already. Mm-hmm. I feel good about that. It's got to go Cam Cal- Brown, grab a special teams guy. Or is Lamar Jackson still there? I believe so. I would take him then. Yes, Give Lamar us another Jackson. corner. Give us a second corner. Also, Miles Bryant from Washington, another corner that's available. Or Stanford Samuels, the third from Florida State. Hmm. Those are other corners, although we were familiar with Lamar Jackson last time. That's who I would go with here. I would go with Lamar Jackson, cornerback, right. Nebraska. All right. Off the board. Now the Vikings are not selecting until, I think, 249. So, But our draft class is nearly finalized. we got Becton, 22 overall, mm-hmm. and Gladney, 25, traded up into the first for Justin Jefferson. Yep. And then got Jake Fromm, 96. And then went Anthony Jennings, 
then it was the guard from Michigan, and now I can't see the rest of the picks because it's blocked because we're up now. <laughs> uh, okay. 249 overall. A couple of tight ends? No. <laughs> no, all right. Hard no. Alton Robinson, edge from Syracuse. Keith Ismail, San Diego State guard. Dane Jackson, cornerback Pitt. Tyler Huntley, quarterback, Utah. Oh, yeah, we already, did. We already, we already figured out quarterback. <laughs> uh, you mentioned this is special teams time. Francis Bernard, a linebacker from Utah. Mm. Mm. Michael Walker, court linebacker from Fresno State. Mm. Again, no one no one really at this point that I'm super familiar with. Right, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm um, with you. Who is the best player available right now? Two tight ends. Okay. Who's number Josiah, three? <laughs> number three, John Penasini, defensive lineman, Utah. Okay. That's... Interior defensive lineman. That's Otherwise, not... it's J.J. Taylor, running back, Arizona. Miles Bryant, cornerback, Washington. Let's do that. Let's do the cornerback. Another corner. Another corner. Yeah. Late in the Miles draft. Bryant. Yeah. Because corners can be special teamers as well. The yeah. Gunners, gunners especially. Um. You add, I mean, we need depth at that position, regardless of who it is. I, I would love to see twelve true. guys competing out there, if, like if that was a reality. So, yep. give me more All depth right. at that position. Yeah. Made the pick. We're up again with the final pick of the draft at two fifty three. And I'm just looking. I mean, a lot of the same guys before: Dane Jackson, Keith Ismail, guard San Diego State, Elton Robinson, Edge Syracuse. Tyler Huntley, quarterback, Utah. Again, we already figured that out, so why am I even saying? I would take a wide receiver here. Going wide receiver. Yeah. You got Austin Mack from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Anyone else? Kalia Lipscomb from Vanderbilt. Jeff Thomas from Miami. I would take I would take the kid from Ohio State. All right. We'll go with that Austin Mack. Like Ohio that. State. I'm cool with that pick. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good school to bet on late in the round, in the late rounds, right? I agree. I agree. Okay, the draft has been completed. All right, we got the grades are in. Grades are in. All right, let's hear how we do. PFF. We got a thirty-seven point five for uh, Becton, twenty-two, which is interesting. That is interesting. Considering he seems like he slid a little bit. Uh, that might have to do with positional need and whatnot. The fact that the Vikings do have a starting left tackle already. True. Uh, but good grades, the next three picks, Gladney 73.5, Justin Jefferson 77.6, and then Fromm 93.4. Again, that's kind of the default grade for a quarterback right. falling. Um, and then the rest of the draft was graded pretty much all slightly above average to 63s to 64s. Uh, the trade, so the first trade the Vikings did uh, with Green Bay, which, again, you're probably not going to be able to trade right. <laughs> with your division rival, but... Right the premise of moving back up into the first round for a third first round pick. Uh, we got a 59.1 grade for, which is just slightly below average. Uh, it okay. says the Vikings will win this trade 49% of the time. Okay. And then <laughs> the second trade, odds. second trade, a uh, lot more favorable, 77.8 grade, uh, receiving the 96th pick and the third, 138th pick, and then giving away 89 and 219 to Kansas city. So overall, a seventy-two point zero grade. Is that better or worse than we did last time? So that is better than last time, if I recall. I think we were at sixty-six last time. Okay. So both drafts are above average. Uh, this one graded slightly better, according to PFF. Okay. 
So let's go through. We went through the picks now. We went through the PFF grades. Let's go. Um, before we wrap up here, let's go through kind of what we did that we thought we did better than last time, and then potentially yep. anything we did worse than last time, and then we'll just which draft would you prefer if you were a Vikings fan? So okay. starting with well, starting with the things that we did better than last time. Yeah. Okay. So obviously this time. I uh, didn't even risk not getting a tackle. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we addressed that immediately. Uh, 22nd overall, Mickey, Bet- Mickey Becton slid down a little bit farther than maybe some will expect. Uh, Vikings grabbed him. Now, and then, you know, right away, grabbing a corner. And so, from that perspective, this seems kind of realistic, right? I mean, Vikings are going to grab yeah. a corner in that first round. It seems like Zimmer's going to want that. And then you address offensive line. Um, the nice thing, so this is again, this is reminiscent of 2013, right? Vikings had an extra first round pick with the Percy trade, and then Spielman moved back up, right, at the end of the first round for a third first round pick and grabbed a receiver. In this case, also a receiver. Uh, that time it was Cordero Patterson. This time Justin Jefferson. Uh, so the Vikings will walk away. Which, by the way, this would be a very exciting Thursday night. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. That's what I'm. I would so, love that. So you know how much that would fun be that was for, just for fanfare having three first round picks, um, and they were all, so that so in 2013 it was Rhodes, three uh, Floyd, and then Cordero Patterson. You got Becton, Gladney, and Jefferson here. That they be went a fun one night. one and one the last time. I'd take one one and one again, honestly. Yeah. So overall, so biggest take the biggest obvious one is that we fortified the offensive tackle position. Everything else, I think, about our strategy. We didn't go too far off, except for the right. thing that we did lose as a result of making sure we did get that offensive tackle is we did lose positional value at cornerback. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get two great cornerbacks. Instead, we got one great cornerback and then a couple guys that m- probably both don't pan out in the NFL, if we're being realistic here. So you you trade – is that a trade you're willing to make? I mean, I think – yeah, I mean we did it, so yeah. But like, I think that's, I think if you can, if you could tell me that you have a potential starter at offensive tackle, a cornerback, and wide receiver coming out of the first round, versus you get two cornerbacks, one's a potential starter, or both are potential starters, and a wide receiver who's a potential starter. I think you take the diversity given this Vikings team, and given the fact that, I mean, if you can kick Reef inside, all of a sudden your offensive line looks okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. The th- okay, so one of the things I'm looking at is the so last time, you know, what we tried to do was basically get four guys that can contribute right away, right? Right. Right. And I think we did that with Mims, Gladney, Arnett, and Beadish, right? Right. Um, four guys that I mean, I don't know how well you know Beadish has a hin- injury history, uh, but we know that Gladney, Arnett would contribute based on just simply the lack of cornerbacks on the roster. Right. I would agree. Um, and then Mims, obviously, a receiver. So here, I don't know if the Vikings accomplished that. Um, because we took the quarterback early. Because you went quarterback, plus that gap from pick 30 to 96, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, no second-round picks there. So you kind of waive that fourth immediate contributor by getting three guys in the first round. Um, now, obviously, the caliber of players you get there and those top three picks is much higher than um, – the Vikings did last time in our other mock drafts. So you kind of have to balance that out a little bit. So which but... one would you rather have, ultimately? Which draft class? Uh, I'm looking at the other one here. Um, I do really like the Jake Fromm pick. 
the more I think about it because <laughs> I mean I, that's kind of the I'm difference not, I'm maker not, here. I'm not as much of a hater uh, <laughs> on Sean Mannion as you are. I know that, but you are. the idea of kind of grooming a quarterback who does have a similar skill set to Kirk for what it's worth. Um, and, and he was like the first name that came out that the Vikings were talking to. Yeah, right. So they clearly like him as a fit. Um, I think I like the second draft better. I think I do. I do uh, too. For slightly different reasons, I think. I, I Honestly, I look at – when I look at the wide receiver position, I would personally – I would rather have Justin Jefferson than Denzel Mims. So that to me yeah. is a win on, on that. We get Gladney again. So you get two guys that I really like at those two skilled positions, and then kind of just as like a, a sweetener, but ultimately it's it's way more than that. You get the offensive lineman in the first round too, and you can feel more comfortable with the potential of that offensive lineman than kind of what the Vikings have been dealing with as of late, with the exception of Brian O'Neill. So I think getting potential starters at those three positions and three players that I'm very confident in too, um, relative to their you know their NFL floor, yeah. I suppose. That's the thing too. You, I think you get three guys that can make immediate like an impact, right? It's not just guys that contribute. These guys can make an impact. Right. Um, and, and the thing with Becton, he might not be a starter right away, but you have a long-term answer and someone that can kind of, you know, push Riley Reef a little bit too. Um, Absolutely. Or potentially kick him inside as well, which we have heard about. That's a yes. real report that's been floating around for their honestly for two years now so um i i think that i think the second draft is the one i'd rather have as well um ultimately it, it comes down to just the fact that you might have three pieces there that are potential starters for you know five ten years with this organization so um i like the i like that class i think that it does everything the vikings need it to do and to me the difference maker is just whether or not you like jake Fromm and whether or not you believe that he has potential to be a franchise quarterback which I think he does have potential, and he's certainly better than Sean Mannion. So those are my easy answers <laughs> that's to the criteria. why draft a quarterback. I know that that's the most controversial pick, and really it's the swing pick. Because if we don't draft him there, we theoretically could have gotten another cornerback. We could have gotten you know a wide receiver. Um, you know There are various other moves that we could have made. Uh, but in this scenario, Anthony Harris stays, and I think the Vikings get three starters out of this out of this class immediately, and potentially four if Fromm pans out, and you let Kirk Cousins walk at the end of his contract. I mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I think that this is ultimately is kind of uh, that would be a uh, you know kind of a, a a big big win for the Vikings, and I think it's something that as a fan, it would like you said, ton of fan service on Thursday night. Um, and that would be fun. That, that would be, be really it, fun. It would be a lot of fun. You're getting ready to wrap up for the night, and then, uh, boom, Vikings have traded back up at the end of the first round to grab one of the premier receivers in the draft. That would be fun. That would be fun. All right, then. Well, that wraps up uh, our show here. We hope you enjoyed the two mock draft segments that we did here. Uh, let us know what you thought in the comment section below on the Daily Norseman, or feel free to reach out to either of us on Twitter or uh, submit your you know theories or whatever it is anywhere else that um, you know this kind of that kind of thing is done. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. I think is cool now too. Uh, you know, to do your thing with that. We appreciate it, um, and you can watch us on YouTube if you want to do that as well. So. Um, Make sure to continue to follow the draft content leading up to the draft on the Climbing the Pot 
Pocket Network. And also don't forget to go out and buy Jordan Reed's draft guide. It's a major help uh, for those of us, for those of you out there who are making content and for those of you who just like to enjoy it. It's the most complete draft guide you're going to find on the market for less than 10 bucks. So um, make that a priority for yourself. Uh, and hopefully Thursday night goes well for the Vikings. We'll be back next week to discuss um, whether it did or not. So thanks for listening, folks. And we will catch you guys next week. Oh.